in the Bible are named after Esther. Well, not Esther, but women. Women. Two, right? Two. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. There's two. Yes. Who's the other one? Ruth. All right. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Yes, there's, there's, there's two. So just a, a, a kind of a, a recap from last week. So some of you were here. Some of you weren't. Um, what do you need? Oh, no, I got, I got one. Um, just, just to recap. So who was the king? Yeah, Xerxes, right? Okay, it's kind of hard to, to say, right? He had a party, huh? Okay, kind of got out of hand, right? And, um, and then he called his wife. Who was his wife? Vashti, right? The queen told her to come, and she refused. She said no, okay? So he got upset, he got mad. And then he made a decree, Right? They made a decree saying that uh, all women basically should submit to the man. I mean, basically is what he said. So that's what happened. Okay? And then don't call it a beauty pageant because it wasn't a beauty pageant. Um, because those women in those days, they were taken at their will. You know, they weren't given a choice. They weren't given... Um, you know, that freedom to go and to see if they can be the queen. No. So basically, th this is what I thought about over the week. is that, So if these women were taken at their will, so, so basically they were, they were fighting for their life, you know, to try to be selected as the queen, you know. So, so they were basically fighting for their life, you know, and, and they were, they were, they were, they were putting on all kinds of things, material things, to make themselves look beautiful so that they would be selected. And when I thought about that, I thought, wow, okay, God, what does this mean? See, us today, it's like we try to please others. We try to please others so that we could be selected or that we could be um, picked out of a group. But um, you know what? If you're a child of God, and that's all of us, we believe in God, we believe in his word, we have Jesus in our hearts, you have the favor of God. Amen. See, that's the difference. That's the difference between those ladies that were trying to be selected and um, who, was, who was Esther. See, Esther didn't do that. She was humble. Her character really said a lot about her. And um, she didn't do that. She didn't do that. And guess what? God found, had favor for her, over her. So I thought, wow, this, 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 this you know, just came out. And, and I just thank God for revealing that and you know and that's what I want is I want God to I want you to spend time with him in the word and dig 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 and let God reveal to you because sometimes we read the same verse over and over and over 
And then we think, oh, I know. I know what that means. But, but God will always reveal it to you and, 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 and reveal something to you over and over and over. So, wow. So look, look at, um, <clears throat> um, where was I going to go here? But look, look at, um, let's go to Daniel. Okay, look at Daniel chapter 1. And then look at verse 9. So look at Daniel. Okay, let me see here. Okay, Daniel. Chapter one. Look at verse nine. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read out of the the CEV uh, this evening. Okay. So actually, go back. Look at go back and look at um, verse eight. It says Daniel made up his mind to eat and drink only what God had approved for his people to eat. And he asked the king's chief official for permission not to eat the food and wine served in the royal palace. Now look at verse 9. God had made the official friendly and kind to Daniel. Amen. So in other words, Daniel had the favor of God. Just like Esther had the favor of God. You have the favor of God. Amen. We have the favor of God. You know, we have the favor of God. Amen. Praise God. So then now, Vashti is queen. And, um, and then there's a, there's a person that came in uh, uh, into this story into the, this story. Who was that person? Haman, right? Whether he, was he a good guy or a bad guy? Bad. So the Bible talks about um, typology, a type of person that, that refers to, you know, these, these people in the Bible. So, so Haman is, is a type of antichrist. Antichrist, because when 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 Mordecai didn't want to bow down or kneel like everybody else, he got upset. And then he went to the king, and he asked the king to do what? Mm -hmm. Made a decree. What was the decree? To kill Mordecai. Or to, to kill all the Jews, right? To kill all the Jews. Okay? So, how come he just, he just didn't go after Mordecai? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he represented the Jew because he was a Jew, right? He came from that, that, that lineage. Who do you represent? Yes, you represent God. You represent Jesus. Now let me ask you this. How, how do you represent God? How do you represent God? See, that, that's really for you to answer, you know, how you represent God. You know, do you go out there and you represent God? And you know what? Um, at my work today, um, at the tennis court, I went up there to the tennis court because there was uh, I had some workers up there, so I went to go check on them. And there were a lot of people using the tennis court. Parking lot was full. And there was a handicap parking, two spots. And there was two vehicles parked in there. So I looked at it, I looked at the mural, no handicap sign. I thought, wow, interesting. And then on the side of one of this truck, there was a name of a company. So he was representing that company parked in a handicap parking spot with no um, license, permit. And I thought, wow. But what really amazed me was that car that was parked next to this truck had a license plate in the front. God loves you. God loves you. Had a, had a license a, a license plate that, that 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 was saying that this person believes in God. See, I mean, I don't know if they forgot their their, their thing or not or what, but still, you know, no no placard or whatnot. We we have some handicapped parking spaces out here too, and there's times where we have people that try to get in there, you know, and they don't belong in there. It belongs to people that have the the permit. See, who are you representing and how are you representing God? And that, that's, that, so Mordecai here, so was he a, was, so Mordecai, was Mordecai a good ambassador for his nation? Mm -hmm. Okay, why? Well, number one, we learn, right? What, what did he not do? Yeah, he didn't want to bow, kneel. Mm -hmm. All right. What do you do in that situation? Because we live in a world, the same, the same uh, things that he, he's going through. You know, you're faced with to make a choice, to make a decision, to share your faith. You know, what do you do? Are you going to do it? Or are you going to say no? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But Mordecai did it. He had favor from God. The same with Esther. Okay, Esther. So, so what was Esther? Um, she she was wise. You know, she she was. Um, she 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 was um, humble. You know, she she had really good qualities. You know what what and so as a a woman. You know, what are your qualities as a Christian woman? 
even, even for the men, what, what are your qualities as a, as a man of God? You know, something we need to, we need to think about. So we can kind of look at Mordecai. We can look, you can look at Esther and we can, you know, relate. And that's who we want to be like. Because we find out also that Esther was also Christ-like. And then Esther, how old do you think Esther was? Young. Young, very young. Very young. Okay, who's 16 in here? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you guys are a little older. A little older, so you should be a lot more wiser. Right? But God, you know, he chose Esther at a young age. And then he all, who, who else did God chose at a young age? David. What about women in the New Testament? Mary. Mary. Remember Mary? Who gave the uh, birth to Jesus. Wow, at a young age. You know, God comes to you and says, I want you to be my servant. A lot of us, we're like, whoa. At our old age, we're afraid. We're like, no, no, I don't think so. Not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Well, when are you going to be ready? When's going to be the right time? You know, it's all God's timing. We got to trust that. We got to trust that. We got to trust that. So, so we found out about Haman and what he was trying to do. And, um, you know, a, 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 a bad person. And then remember we talked about where Haman came from? He came from what, what, what tribe? Starts with an A. The Amalekites? Okay, from Agag, right? The Agalites, right? And the Amalek Amalekites. And who, who were the Amalekites? They, they, they always were the ones that tried to defeat the Jews, right? They were always the ones, always trying to defeat the Jews. And then, remember God? told a certain person to kill every Amalekite. Everything. Everything that they owned. Everything. And God was with them. Who was that person? Yeah, Saul. Saul. And then did Saul do it? No. And then guess what? It came back, huh? Came back. It came back. See, and, that, and then God wants us to get rid of the old. He wants us to get rid of all of it. Don't hang on to it. Let go of it. Because if you hang on to it, you might, you might say, well, I don't do that no more, but you're still going over there. Or, or well, I don't act that way no more, but you still say it. Or you still watch it or read it or whatever okay you're still hanging on to it let go of it 
because it's going to come back just like it did right here. Now Mordecai's dealing with it because Mordecai is coming from that lineage that from Saul. And then the same thing with um, Haman coming from that. Amen. Praise God. So did you guys read the, the, the rest of the story? Okay. So I, I came up with some questions here. And, and then I found something really interesting. And I thought, wow. And, and I'm, I'm going to share that here with you here in a little bit. But, um, but from that last, that last one that I gave you, that from last week, um, where, it, where it says, um, why do you think Esther hid her Jewish identity? Okay, did you guys read Proverbs 11, 13? If you did, you get extra credit. <laughs> okay, Let, let's go there. Look, look at Proverbs. Look at um, 11, 13. A gossip tells everything. But a true friend will keep a secret. Remember Esther, Mordecai told, told her, don't tell them that you're a, you're, you're a Jew. So she, she kept it. She kept the secret. Okay, Proverbs now. Let's go to chapter 13. Yeah, 13. Um, Actually, chapter 13, verse 3. Look at this one here. Look. Keep what you know to yourself, and you will be safe. Talk too much, and you are done for. How many of you ever said too much, and you're like, oh, no, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. You know? Same thing. Maybe um, someone told you something because they trusted you. And then you went this way, and then you blurted out. Now they know what that person entrusted you with. You know? Why do you think Esther, why do you think she kept her identity to herself. What do you think? What do you think, Lisa? Yes. Perfect. It was meant to be revealed at God's timing. Yes, that's true. That's true. Sometimes God doesn't want us to say anything just yet until at the right time, at the right moment, you know. So, so that's why we, we have to listen to the Holy Spirit. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit because if you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, you can get yourself into trouble. You can get yourself into trouble. And it's the same thing when you come up here. This is holy ground. This is holy ground. And, and 
I believe you all mature. You're, you, you're, you've been coming here. You've been growing in the word. You know, if, if, if we just allow anybody to come up here, they're going to say all kinds of stuff that doesn't need to be said. Just like what it says in Proverbs, talk too much, talk too much. But if you can, that's why you have to have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit up here will guide you and lead you. And God is the one who's speaking. He's the one who's speaking. It's not me. It's not Pastor Udell. It's not Heather. Anybody that comes, it's not them. It's God speaking. God speaking. And just like I said um, on Sunday, I prepared a message all week, all week. And I was ready. I went to bed Saturday night. Sunday morning, I woke up. Then God said, no. And he just gave me a scripture. I said, okay, all right. So, you know, and, and because God knows your hearts. He knows the people's hearts. He knows the people's hearts. So, yes, God's timing. God's timing. Now, um, <clears throat> look, at, um, look at that question right there that says, Haman, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews. Have you ever witnessed anti-Semitism? You know what that word means, anti-Semitism? That word means hostility or prejudice against Jewish people. Or not just against Jews, even that word prejudice. Hatred, see, or ethnic hatred of any kind. Now here's the question for you. What can we do as Christians to stand up for Jewish people? You know, every time we come here on Monday, yeah, Brenda would always bring that up. Pray for the peace of Israel, the peace of Jerusalem. See, we got to pray for them. We got to pray for them. And, um, you know, they're, 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 they're being targeted. They're being targeted. Israel, Jerusalem is being targeted. And you got to read the Bible. And you got to understand um, prophecy. And, and when you look at Israel and all these countries that are around, that, that, are, that are ready to attack. But, um, <clears throat> but the Bible, when you read the Bible... It's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because they're God's chosen people. Um, let's see here. Look, look, at, um, look at Esther. Let's go to Esther. Go to chapter 3. And then look at uh, verse 2. So Esther chapter 3, verse 2, And the king had given orders for his officials at the royal gate to honor Haman by kneeling down to him. All of them, all of them obeyed except Mordecai. Now look at um, verse 12. Go all the way to verse 12. On the 13th day of Nisan, Haman called in the king's secretaries and ordered them to write letters in every language used in the kingdom, 
the letters were written in the name of the king and sealed by using the king's own ring. At once, they were sent to the king's highest officials, the governors of each province, and the leaders of the different nations in the kingdom of Xerxes. Now, right there, verse 12, on the 13th day, that number there, that number 13 has a meaning. Did you know that? That number 13? Why? Why, why, why the 13th day? We're going to get to that. Uh, let me look at my notes here. <clears throat> that that number uh, thirteen. There, there's there's a there's a there's a there's a meaning behind that. So so actually. Um, so let, let's go ahead and do this. Let, let me just go ahead and bring it up now. So, so um, 13, right here, 13. So there was a, um, a, a decree that went out for the Jews to be killed, to be wiped out. And then there was money offered, a reward. But remember Haman said, um, no. Because I don't want the money. You can keep the money. You can keep it. And um, now the feast. Well, what was that? What was the name of that feast? When all this is over, the Jews celebrate. Purim. Yeah, Purim. Okay, Purim. What 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 is that? What is that? Um, what do you know about it? What do you know about the Feast of the Purim? <laughs> Almost, yeah. Almost like Christmas. Almost like Christmas. Because they exchanged gifts, gave gifts, and whatnot. So, so when I researched this, do you know um, the word pure, P-U-R? You know what that means? It, 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 it means lots. But then there's another word for it in the, in the Greek. It means goral, G-O-R-A-L, G-O-R-A-L. That word goral, okay, this is what it means. To dismantle, to break, destroy, and then right here, this is this is this is this is really interesting. Break into crumbs. So, you know what Haman did when when he came up with this date, the thirteenth. You know what he did? It's like he rolled the dice. And. The number 13 came up, and that's why he chose number 13. Because um, goral, that word goral, 
What it means also is this. It means a bunch of small pebbles or similar objects to make a decision by chance. I thought, wow. Wow. And so, so that, that's why, so it's like the Feast of the Purim was kind of named in reference to what he did, to what, what um, Haman did when he rolled the dice. It probably wasn't a dice, but it was just a bunch of pebbles that he rolled, that he rolled. And then he goes, 13. And then that, that was the day that was set. Um, so, so now look, scripture proves this, okay? Because if you, if you come up with something like this, scripture has to back it up. Let's go to Nehemiah, go to Nehemiah. Nehemiah is right after Ezra, right before Esther. Esther. Okay, look at verse um, 35. So, Nehemiah chapter 10, verse 35. And um, I'm going to go back to the New King James here. It says, and we made our ordinances to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all fruit of all the trees year by year to the house of the Lord. And they did that one there also according to that, that word there, um, goro. Now, we're going to go over to, um, Psalms 22. Look at Psalm 22. And then look at our verse 17. Yeah, Psalms 22, verse 17. It says, I can count all my bones. They looked and stare at me. This word here, um, pure and uh, goral, break into break into crumbs. H have you ever heard this? The way the cookie crumbs. What what, what do they mean by that? 
kind of, let's see what happens by chance almost, right? So all that came from, from, from right here, that pure, what, what P-U-R uh, means, and then Goro, and I thought, wow, <laughs> that, that was just really, really interesting when I, when I was looking into that. So now that 13, that 13, superstitious. It, it refers to that. So people get superstitious on Friday the 13th. So that number 13, is, that's what it means, you know, in the, in the Bible, it's superstitious. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, he goes. Is that why they don't have a, a thirteen like on elevators? Yeah. In some places they do that. They don't put that on there. You know, superstitious. Number thirteen, and that's where this is. That's where it came from. Originated from. Yeah. Yeah. The old uh, Roberts uh, Hospital, they have 13. Like I was in that building. Uh huh. Like that was a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? So as a child of God, you don't believe in that superstition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, what did they say? There's an animal, if it crosses your road, mm -hmm. right? And people right. say, oh, no, stop. Turn around. Yeah. But but that that animal is made by God, right? And then the psalmist says that everything in this world belongs to God. Yeah. In India, they still believe that too. When a black cat crosses them, they don't want to cross their road and tell somebody that we see or somebody goes before them, then they go. One night after our meeting, this person yeah superstition and 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 I began to learn that numbers in the Bible are are specific mm -hmm. they have meanings they have meanings and um, let me just share with you. When I first, um, see, I went to prison. I was there for uh, eight months. And when I got out, people were telling me, you can't find a job, you can't get a job because of that. And you know, I just prayed about it, put it in God's hand. I put applications here and there. Some of them I didn't even fill out all the way. I just did it halfway and left it. Because I believe God had a purpose for me. And, you know, by his spirit telling me, you don't need to fill that out. Just leave it. So I never went back to fill them out. But one day, um, I opened up the newspaper. I looked in the help wanted. And there was a specific, it just 
came out out of everything else. And, and I, I looked at it and I said, oh, okay, I, I'm going to go to this one. And I told Sharon I'm going and I got in the car, turned it on. And I just happened to look at the speedometer, the ones that you reset. And here it had, there it was seven, seven, seven. And I thought, oh, okay. And at that moment, I didn't know exactly seven. You know, I didn't know. But now I know number seven means completed, finished, done. Yeah, so, so everything that I went through, everything that, that I've gone, that I've gone through, that, that was like a new beginning for me right there. Everything was done where God wanted me to be, where he placed me. And, for, and you know what? I've been at that job now for 17, almost going on 18 years. And, and, I, and I have seven more years left. So there's the number seven that will be completed. You know, because I'm only, only going to go 25 and I'm going to retire. And, and, you know, unless God returns and, and, or whatnot. And see, numbers in the Bible are real specific. So when you read the Bible, especially in Revelation, and, you know, there's a number. Research it because those numbers have meanings. Mm -hmm. There's one that I want to share with you later on down the road. Um, and and, and I'll, I'll share that with you later. Well, look at the, the, the new sheets that I gave you. Um, you know, there's so much that we can take from this book. And I believe that's why God said Esther. You know, it, it has a lot that we can relate to, to, to our time right now. Um, so, so look at, look at um, that, that, um, that new one that I gave you there. And there's, there's, a, there's a couple of questions here. I won't go through all of them. But um, I want to I look at this one right here. It says, list the various factors that are mentioned in 414. Because 414 is a real specific verse. So look at, look at Esther uh, 414. Okay, so 414 here, it says, For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. Four fourteen, because um, because remember, the, a decree went out, and then Mordecai heard this decree that all Jews are going to be killed, so Mordecai got upset, and that's when he ripped his clothes and he put on the sackcloth and ashes. You know, read up on that too, the sackcloth and the ashes, and then and then he got upset. See, as Christians, when we don't agree with, with the world around us or the world that we live in, how do you act? What do you do? You know, do you get mad? Do you get upset? You know, do you talk bad about whoever, you know? Especially, 
now we have a president, President Biden of the United States of America, you know, regardless, regardless of, of, of what we see and what we know, he's still our president. We still need to pray for him. We still need to pray for him. And then God came for everybody in this world. You know, he sent his son to the cross for everybody to give him a chance that they will choose, make that choice, make that decision. So even for, for, for our president. And, and now look right here. So, so Esther um, told Mordecai, you know, what are you doing? Gave him some clothes, put some clothes on him. And then Mordecai told Esther what was going to happen. So by this time, Esther was like, her attitude was a little, you know, she didn't know what to do. You know, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Why do you think she was like maybe a little hesitant not to, not to move forward or not to do anything at that, right at this moment? Yeah. Um, what I got from it was this, is that um, I believe that she got a little comfortable where she was at. And then when this came up, she thought, hey, hey, Mordecai, settle down. Settle down. Yeah, you know, settle down. And then Mordecai, that's when Mordecai told Esther, go to the king. Now tell him you're a Jew. Tell him. You, you don't want the Jews to be annihilated, to be killed, you know, and, and you know, so, so relate that to yourself. Sometimes we get a little bit too comfortable in this world, you know, especially when things are going okay, you know, we're like, oh, everything's going good, you know, I don't need to go to church, I don't need to go to Bible study, I don't need to go... You know, everything is okay, but when that thing, when that time comes and it hits, and then, oh, we're there. Because when 9-11 happened, they said after it happened, the churches were full. They were full. But now look at the churches. It's getting, you know, empty again. And, and um, so that, that was what I got out of it. But, um, and then that's why this verse right here, 414, look, this, this was, um, look at 13, it says, Mordecai told them to answer Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape. Just that question right there, that question goes to Esther, but I think that question goes to us too. When we get comfortable, when you get comfortable, look. Do not think in your heart 
that you will escape. And then it goes on and says, in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. And then look at 14. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house while perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. So 4.14. What's Mordecai saying? What's God saying? Remember, God has favor, had favor for Esther. She's in a position. She's in, she's in a position to save who? The Jews. You're in a position to save your family. See, we have families that have not stepped into church yet. We have families that haven't completely confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior yet. And then, and then, we, and then we, we're getting comfortable in our own, in our own attitudes that, that we don't you know, really go and try to say, help them. And, and I, I think that's what it means right here, this verse. What, what, what Mordecai is saying, what God is saying is that if you don't do it, God's going to find somebody else to do it. See, what God has called you to do, if you don't do it, God's going to call somebody else. So in other words, look, because when you honor, when you obey God, when you submit and you surrender to him, You have favor. You have blessing. Yes, amen. I mean, you, and then you're under his protection. And, and you have all these things that God offers you. He gives it to you. But if you say, no, God, I don't want to do that. I just want to be right here. Because look, remember, comfortable. Are those chairs comfortable? Are they comfortable? Because I see people come every Sunday and they sit in the same spot and they look very comfortable. And then when I come up here and I say, hey, we need some help, they just look at me. Oh, I'm so comfortable. I don't want to move. I don't want to move. Let somebody else do it, not me. You know? And that, that's... That's right here in the Word of God. And, and, and then so God told you, he goes, okay, if you don't do it, I'm going to have somebody else do it. And then when somebody else does it, and then they're over here doing everything, they're being blessed, they're, they're going through life and everything is going good, God has favor. Now this person over here is like this. Why? Why? Well, there's your answer. There's your answer. I just, I just thank God. I thank God. And um, I, I just want to praise God. I just want to share this with you. Um, I, never, I never saw myself up here. I never saw myself, you know, being a servant of God in his house, bringing his word 
And it, because I always looked at myself as worthless, but when I got into the Word of God, it was totally different. And when I got more into his word, he began to reveal more to me. And when I began to trust him more, lean on him more, he began to take me out of poverty. He began to take me out of all these things that I struggle with. And then, did you know that there's promotion? And that's when promotion comes. And then there's people that sit for 20 years in that same spot. Yep. And then they say, how come no one ever asked me? Yep. It's not the person that asked it. It's God who asked them. Mm -hmm. But they just never listen to God. Yep. And I think that verse right there, 4, 4, um, 414, look at that. I mean, I would, I would highlight it. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Okay, look at Philippians 2.13. And then we'll, we'll go ahead and finish this right here. Philippians. 2.13 For it is who? God. God who works in who? Me. Say me. me. Okay. Both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So, um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Those first six questions right there that I, that I wrote out, you, you can, you can um, read chapter four, and that will help you. And then the next one, two, three, four, five. The next five questions will be chapter five. And then the last one on that page, and then the next two on the next page is chapter six. And then the next three is chapter seven. The next three is chapter eight. And then the last one, two, three, four, five. The last five is chapter 9 and 10. So next week, the questions, go through it, look at them, and I'm going to ask you, which question stood out to you the most? And then, how did God reveal the answer to you? And we'll, we'll discuss that next week. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, let's close in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, for this evening as we come together before you, Lord God, as we open up your word and as we dig into your word, Father Lord. Help us. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us to reveal 
your word to us, Lord God, that we will know, we will have a better understanding, Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father Lord, help us to get out of our comfort zone, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, that if, if we don't move, Father Lord, we ask you for forgiveness, Father God. Use us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We are your servant, Lord God. Father Lord, we love you. We thank you, Father, for everything in the name of Jesus. Lord God, lead us home safe. Father Lord, be with us tonight as we go to bed, that we will sleep through the night. Beautiful, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And as we wake up tomorrow, Lord God, we will just glorify you, magnify you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I thank you, Father Lord. We thank you. We pray, Father, for our congregation, Lord God. We pray, Father Lord, that you will strengthen them, Father Lord, by your word, Lord God, and that they will begin to move, Father God. I pray, Father Lord, that you will stir up their hearts, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that they will have a hunger for you, Lord God, a thirst for you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father Lord, and I pray, Father, I thank you for the restoration in, in, in families, Father Lord. I thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So thank you for coming. Um, there's a sign-up list for, the, for October Feast that's coming up. Sign up. Bring something good to eat. And let's have a, a wonderful time together. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then Sunday, 10 o'clock. Praise the Lord. Thank you for coming. And then uh, don't forget our, our men's conference coming up too. Praise the Lord. See you, everybody. God has revealed to us through his word. <clears throat> so last week, um, we, we, I asked you to kind of go over and then, and then think about some of those questions that I gave you, you know, what, which one stood out to you, and, um, you know, wh which one really, you know, maybe, maybe you answered it. So some of you guys that, that are, haven't been here yet, we've been, for the past, this is our third week, so we'll, we'll finish Esther tonight. So we've been talking about Esther and the, reading the book of Esther. And so far what we've learned is that um, Esther became queen because um, Queen Vashti wouldn't bow down or wouldn't um, do um, you know would it um, abide what the king wanted her to do you know so so she became queen but we find out that Esther is a Jew you know she's a Jew so her people so really the story starts before this is that the Jews had a choice to go back to Israel 
but there were some that didn't go back, and this is the, the group that didn't go back. They're in Persia right now. And um, <clears throat> so, so they, they, they kind of left the, 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 the ship. And really, they were to go back. All Jews were to go back to help rebuild the temple. The temple. So who built the temple? Solomon. Solomon did. Okay? What does the temple represent? Mm -hmm. that, that's where the presence of God is, you know, when, when they built the temple. Okay, so while this temple has been destroyed and rebuilt and destroyed and rebuilt, and so there's a timeline for us to know when Jesus is going to return and how close it is. So right now, this temple has not been rebuilt yet. They're trying, they're going to, it well, it's going to take place. So that, that's a little bit of a, of a, of a side story of it. But um, we, we, we read about um, Esther and then her, her uncle, right? Who's her uncle? Mordecai. Mordecai. Mordecai was also a Jew, right? And then they came across a man, a real evil man. Who was this man? Haman. Haman. Okay, Haman. Haman wanted to annihilate, wipe out, kill, destroy the Jews. And if you read the word of God, what does it say? That the enemy has come to what? Steal, Steal kill, kill, and destroy. It's the exact same um, as what, what Haman wanted to do with the Jews. So um, <clears throat> so this is, this is all taking place. This all took place, and you know, we, we, we read about um, the character of um, Esther, and then we also um, kind of kind of looked at Esther's, um, you know, what, what she what she was feeling when Mordecai told her to go see the king, you know, for, for them not to destroy the Jews, and she was kind of hesitant, but she still did it. Okay, so talking about Esther. You know, what, 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 what stood out to you? What, what stands out to you? Is there anything that the questions that I gave you that you looked at and maybe thought about and, you know, maybe God revealed it to you, what, what, you know, what, what he's telling you? Was there anything? Okay, Lisa? Perfect, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the whole theme of Esther with God's sovereignty, how even though she was a little afraid, she approached the king even after um, being overthrown to return it towards um, Mordecai reminds her, hey, you need to do this and help him do this. Or one of the verses, one of the questions is that said that God's will will always be done. If it's not done by him, it should be done by someone else. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And then 
God's, the providence of God and the sovereignty of God, those two there, are they alike? Are they similar? Yeah, and, and there is, there's a, there's a, there's a difference. The providence of God and the sovereignty of God, they're, they're not alike, they're, they're different. And um, I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit, um, about uh, the difference uh, between sovereignty and providence. And then some examples from the Bible, from the Word of God, of, of, of providence and, and sovereignty. So... Let me just fill you in. So providence, the providence of God, okay, is um, God as the protector of all human beings. See, look, God as the protector of all human beings. See, that's what providence means. So, right now, I believe what we're going through, what we're facing, the world that we're living in right now, today, yes. with yes. this pandemic, mm -hmm. I, I, I believe that we really need to understand yes, right. God's providence. Yes. Because he's our protector. We need to see God as our protector, no matter what. No matter what we face, no matter what we go through, and there's a lot of issues that 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 is arising, and and one one big issue that's standing out to me the most right now is tomorrow, September 30, and then October 1st is coming up. October 1st is a deadline for all those who are federal employees to be vaccinated, mandatory. So they, they put a, a decree, in other words, or like a, a, a law saying that it's mandatory. You got to go and get your shot. And, but if, if we know the providence of God, God, is going to protect yes. every single person. Yes. God is going to protect. So whatever choices that they make, whatever decisions that they that they that they're going to choose, yes. God will protect them. Yes, God will protect them. That's that's how I see it, and that's how God speaks to me through His Word. And um, I was I was I was. Um, um, and we were talking about this this afternoon, and this is what, what Joe Biden said in his, in his speech. He goes, those that don't take the vaccine, when they get sick, when they're in the hospital, they're going to be regretting and saying to themselves, I should have taken the vaccine. And I thought, 
how can a man say that to the people? According to the word of God, the word of God, you have a choice. Accept Jesus or deny Jesus. See, and Romans says that if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you will be saved. Yes, that's and and God, God doesn't push that on you. And, and then us as, a, as believers, we don't, we don't shove it down somebody's throat. We don't do that. Because the providence of God and the sovereignty of God. See, we need to understand that. Because if, if God created us that we have to accept him uh, uh, and accept his son Jesus as our Lord and Savior, how are people going to react? What are people going to do? And, and so when we read Esther and when we look at the word of God, and did God provide a way out? Yes, yes he did. Yes, he did. That's he right. provided Hallelujah. a way out. And, and, and then the sovereignty of God, the sovereignty of God is, um, is um, God is all-powerful yeah. and has authority. Yeah. He can do anything. He can do anything. Yeah. And he designed everything the way he wanted it. He didn't ask. He didn't say, um, Lisa, how do you think I should make the world? You know, he didn't say that. He said, I'm going to make the world like this for you. You know, and then, and then he didn't ask anybody. He didn't, he didn't say, um, Running Bear, how, how should I design man? He didn't say that. He, he made man, the word of God says, in his own image. From the ground, he picked up dust, dirt, mud, and he made man, and then he breathed life into him. And then, from that man, he took out ribs and made woman. You know, see, he didn't ask any, any of us. He did it. The providence of God and the sovereignty of God. So I'm going I'm to talk a little bit more on that um, here in a little bit. But um, but there was there was some other questions on there. Um, is, is there anybody else? Praise God. Amen. Thank you. There's a lot to take in just from this um, just from this book here. There's a lot to take in. And and what what I want you to do is um I want you to learn for yourself to dig deep into God's word. Because if you learn to dig deep into God's word, God, he's going to reveal his yeah. word to you yeah. through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. So, 
let's, let's go ahead and continue on, on this here. Let me, I wrote some notes here. And th that was the question right there that I really wanted to, uh, to, to kind of talk about. So we got, we got some time here. Okay, so providence. Let's go back to providence. <clears throat> so God here acts through his providence to minister goodness to a world gone bad. So there's still good from God because he, he's the providence of God. And then God is involved in every person, every nation. He's involved. He's involved. You may, you may, you may feel like he's not there, but he's there. Yes. See, in Esther, the book of Esther, how many times was God mentioned? Zero. Yeah, zero. God was not mentioned in the book of Esther. But we know that he was working behind the scenes. He was working. He was working. Yeah, uh-huh. He was there. He was there. And um, <clears throat> look, and look, look, let's go to um, Psalms. Look at Psalm 77. And look at verse uh, 13. Okay, look, look at Psalm 77, verse 13. It says that everything you do is right. And no other God compares with you. Amen. And if you look at that God, that's a small letter G. Mm -hmm. No other God compares with you. Amen. Thank you Jesus. The providence of God. The providence of God. Everything you do is right. Amen. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that everything that God does is right? Praise God. Praise God. But there are people that are in this world that blame God. They say, why, God? They blame him. Why? Why did this have to happen to me? Why? Why? You know, they question, they blame God because they, they don't understand exactly who God really is. You don't understand. But God here, look at that. Everything that you do, everything that you do is right. So even, even through the, the difficult times, so Esther, what she had to face, and then the Jews, the Jews, they were going to be annihilated. They were going to be killed. There was a decree that went out. But look what God was doing. Look what God was doing. And then, um, so Haman, what did Haman build to put Mordecai on? 
those gallows, right? You know what it is? The hanging. Hanging. Yeah. It's it's um, so it's like a spear. So if, if you don't want to know what a gallow is, it's like a spear made out of wood. Made out of wood, and and it's sharp right here, like a stake. And what they did, what they do is they put people on it, on their back through that stake. So they're they're laying there like that, tortured. But that's what a gallow is. And and Haman decided to build a gallow so they could put who on there? Mordecai. But look, look. Back to this scripture, everything that you do is right. No other God compares to you. And if you continue to read this story, if you continue to read this story, who was put on that gallows? Haman. Haman was. And his sons. And it's really interesting. We're going to get to that later about his. How many sons did he have? Ten. Mm -hmm, ten. Remember that, okay? Remember that. Yeah, there was ten. They had ten, ten sons. They were all, they were all put on there. Okay, right there in um, Psalms. Let's go back. Let's go to Psalms now. Go to, go to um, chapter uh, twenty. I really want you to understand the providence of God and the sovereignty of God. And that's what we see through this uh, book here. Uh, Psalms chapter 20. Okay, look at verse 6. So chapter, uh, chapter 20, verse 6, right here in Psalms, says that I am certain, Lord, that you will help your chosen king. You will answer my prayers from your holy place in heaven and you will save me with your mighty arm Amen. Yes. praise God praise the Lord you know Mordecai when he heard this decree what did he do he kind of went crazy there huh okay he put on the what sackcloth what are sackcloths Okay. What is it made out of? <laughs> you know what a sackcloth? You know what it's made out of? Black goat hair. What a sackcloth is made out of. And they have to wear they they put that on. And then the ashes. They put the ashes on. So this is a symbol for them to to, to show God that you know they, they, they messed up and then their repentance. To repent and, and that's what he did you know he put that and he tore it and you know he, he was he was he was doing all of that but but right here in verse 6 I am certain Lord that you will help your chosen king you will answer my prayers from your holy place in heaven when you pray I want you to pray that I want you to say that look you will answer my prayers from your holy place in heaven and you will save me yes. with your mighty arm. Amen. Thank you, you will save me with yes. your mighty arm. You, Psalms chapter 20, verse 6. The providence of God. 
providence of God, who he is. And you guys, okay, now let's, let's go to Psalms uh, 90. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Psalm 91. And then look at, um, look at verse 1. Live under the protection of God Most High and stay in the shadow of God All-Powerful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you read verse 2, it says, Then you will say to the Lord, You are my fortress, my place of safety. You are my God, and I trust you. Amen. Amen. Say this. Wherever you go, say this. Lord, you are my fortress. Lord, you are my place of safety. You are my God, and I put my trust in you. Protect me, Lord God, wherever I go. Wherever I go, wherever I go, pray this and understand who God is. Understand who God is. Amen. The providence of God. Esther and Mordecai, there were, there were only those two. But because of their belief in God, because of their faith in God, God chose them and God used them. And because of their obedience, the people were delivered. The people were saved. And then everything that Haman tried to do backfired on him. Backfired. And then Haman, you know, a lot of pride. A lot of pride. Just like Satan, when he was kicked out of heaven. Why was he kicked out of heaven? Because of pride. What destroyed him? Pride. God created him for something so great, but he didn't want that. He wanted to be better than God. And God said no. And he was destroyed. Kicked out. And and that kind of goes back to, you know, what I talked about. Don't, Don't let pride, don't let pride Take away what God has planned for you. Yes. Don't let pride take away what God has called for you. You know, humble yourself. Humble yes, yourself. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. you know, have a heart of yes. humility. Yes. You, Thank you, Jesus. you know, I, I, I thank God. I just thank him. I thank him, thank him. I just thank him. You know, but I don't, I don't, you know, I, I just thank him. To this day. To this very day, I thank him because of the words that he spoke to me and what he shared with me. When he, when he told me, he goes, because, because you are my child in Romans, where, he, where it says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. Yes, and he said those words to me, you will be saved. And when he, when he spoke to me, he says, to be saved from this pandemic, to be saved from God's wrath, to be saved from what's to come. And I I stand on that. I stand on that. I stand on that. I stand on that. that. Because if I say, oh, no, and I kind of, 
you know, doubt him. I just opened up the door to what God is protecting me from. So I just stand, stand on his word. The providence of God. There's some more scriptures here. We're not going to read them all. But uh, you can write this down. Um, Leviticus chapter 18, verse 4. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 4. And then um, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. And then Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. And then 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse 7. In Psalms 105, verse 1. Read, on, read, read these scriptures, meditate on it. The providence of God. Praise God. Now the, the sovereignty. Sovereignty of God. We know that God is all powerful. He has supreme power and authority. God has the right to do and the power to do all that he decides to do. Look at... Um, Job. Job. Forty-two. Job forty-two, uh, verse two. No one can oppose you, because you have the power. To do what you want. Amen. Thank you. The sovereignty of God. God is sovereign. Amen. He's sovereign. He has the power. He has everything to do what he wants. And if you read Job, look. Satan had to ask for permission from who? From God. And then God said what? Okay, go ahead. But don't touch him because his life belongs to me. See, the sovereignty and the providence of God. Who God is. And as we read this book of Esther from the beginning, you know, why? Why? Why did, why did Queen Vashti said, no, I'm not going to go? Why did she say that? Because I believe God 
allowed that to happen, made her say that. That way, who can go in there? Esther. See, so who put Esther in there? God did. God did. And then, remember when, when um, King Xerxes, the king, he, he um, uh, couldn't sleep. He couldn't sleep. And so what did they say? They had to read, read to him, read him a book. And it just so happened to be that one book where Mordecai saved his life. See, who put that book there? God did. Was it coincidence? No. You know, is there such a thing as coincidence? No. No. Just like now, you're, you're not here by coincidence. You're here because God put you here. God put you here. Right now, at this very moment, God put you here. And that's what that's what he did when when that when when he read that book to the king, and then the king said, Whoa, wait a minute, Mordecai. What did we ever do for him? Yeah. And, and then he goes, Okay, well let's 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 do something for him. And then just that moment who comes in? Haman. And then who does the king ask? Haman, what should we do for this person, if a person did this. And then Haman goes, you should do this. Because Haman thought it was him, huh? Yeah. And then he, he see, pride. Well, you should do this, do this, do this, do this. And then, and, then, and then the king goes, okay. Now, everything you said, go get it. Put it on Mordecai. And I want you to take him in the streets. Praise God. See, who is doing that? God, God, God is doing that. Don't ever doubt God. Don't ever think that, you know, your, your life is going sour. No, God is going to bring something good out of it. That's why I always say, Romans 8.28, all things work together for good for those who love God. And, and, I, and I thought, okay, so I guess this verse means that um, good things are going to happen. And I, then the God says, no, that's not what I meant. What I meant is that I'm going to work something where you will, you know, it, something might not be, might not happen the way you want it to happen, but you, you got to look at the bigger picture. You know, maybe your your faith is going to increase. You know, maybe you're going to, you know, something bigger is going to come out of it. And I thought, wow, that's what that what that scripture means. Amen. That's what that scripture means. You know, something greater is going to is going to come out of it. You know, more more spiritual wisdom, more spiritual understanding. You know, more gaining, gaining, you know, just God revealing to you his word because we're so open to it. You know, when, when, when things happen. That's why, what does he say in, in his word? What did, what did Paul say? You know, count it all joy. Count it all joy. You know, when, when you go through 
tribulations, when you go through tests, when you go through all these things, count it all joy. How many of you guys, you know, when you got sick, how many of you guys rejoiced and said, praise God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord. My head hurt, but Lord, I'm going to praise you. My body aches, Father, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to glorify you, Lord God. You know, how many of us do that? Instead, we just let that thing bring us down and down and down and down and down and down. You know, we need to, we've got to rejoice knowing that God is in control. God is all powerful. God is so, you know, the providence of God, the sovereignty of God, you know, according to his word here. And, and this, this scripture here in Job, this was for, for Job. No one can oppose you because you have the power to do what you want. Yes. And Job set a perfect example for that. Look what he went through. He went through probably worse case than COVID-19. You know, he went through that. He lost his kids, his family, everything, his wealth. But at the end, guess what? All things work together for good for those who love God. He loved God. He honored God. He obeyed God. What happened to Job in the end? Everything he got back, what? Double. Yeah, double. Twice. Twice. He got back more. He got back more. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, and, and so so we need to learn this from this from this book, from from Esther. You know, Haman and his ten boys were all put on the, the gallows, and then Haman was really put to shame, put in his place. Everything backfired on him. You know, and and it's gonna backfire on the devil. Yes. Yes. It's gonna backfire on the enemy. Right. If yes. he picks at you, if he tries to do things cause harm, cause this and that, tell them, no, I'm a child of God. Yes. I'm a child of God. My life belongs to God. My life belongs to him. My God is so powerful. My God is in control of everything. My God is so, you know, awesome. Just praise him. Everything that you try to do to me, it's going to backfire because God has power over you. Yeah. See the enemy. The enemy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Amen. Lord. Thank Praise you. God. Praise the name, Lord. You know, just, just amazing. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise God. So now, as we begin to close, This feast here, the Feast of Purim, do you know, do you know um, what, what, what it is? And I didn't even, I didn't even think about it, and I, I, I believe that God just put this all together because um, when, I, when I was, um, we're going to have October Feast. And, and we just started the, the, the Esther a couple weeks ago, 
and we're going to finish it tonight, and then we're the fe they're going to have October feast this coming Sunday. And so this feast, actually, it occurred. They have it every year, March, in March, they have it. March 13, 14, and 15. And then on the 13th, they do a day of fasting and prayer. And then the next few days, it's just a day of feasting, celebration. And um, what I found out is that on those two days when they have that feast, children, kids, they dress in costumes. They dress in costumes. What, 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 what does the world, you know, celebrate? It's probably not the same idea or the same thing because they, they, they just kind of pollute it. Okay? Halloween. Halloween. Kind of like Halloween, but, but it's, it's not the same thing. Because this Feast of Purim is a celebration of who God, what he did, what God did. See, what did he do? He saved the, the Jews, right? He saved yes, the, the people. Right. So this coming Sunday when we celebrate, I want you to think about what has God done for you? Yes, what has God is. done for you? Yes. That we're just going to celebrate. We're just going to have a, a good time. We're going to have food. We're just going to play games. Remembering who God is. You know, we're just going to remember. Because God saved us, right? Just as he saved the, the Jews. Because we were going the wrong way. We were in the wrong place. And then, guess who showed up? God. And then we said, Lord, save us. Save me, Lord God. Save me. And he saved us. Delivered us. So now... You know, we, we, we're gonna, we, we have the promise of eternal life. The promise of eternal life. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So from this book here, from this book here, um, I, I had it printed out, but um, I actually accidentally cut it up. But um, I'll bring it for you next week. And um, there's, there's 38 things here that we can learn from the book of um, Esther. Um, God orchestrated the king's banquets in such a way that Vashti would be removed as queen. That's one of them. God had the men who retrieved the records select the exact one that had the account of how Mordecai had saved his life. That's another one. God had Haman place Mordecai on the king's horse in the king's robe. That's another one. Yes, that's right. God gave them favor in the eyes of many Persians who were told became Jews because of the fear of God. You know that? When the, the, so the Jews, you know, when they went to battle and then the people saw how, how the Jews were defeating the enemy, they, they wanted to come and join their army and to be a part of them. So just like us Gentiles, we were considered Gentiles. And and because of the Jews, we have favor and now we have that 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 that, that we can be considered, you know, um, God's people. God's people. Yes. The, the same way. So I'll I'll print this up for you next week. And um <clears throat> And this one here, okay, these last few minutes is, is pretty amazing.
pretty, pretty amazing. So there, there's this word that I talked about last week. It, it, I said typology, a type of. Okay, so it's like a so it's like a shadow of kind of, of what's to come. So what we what what we learn from from um, Esther, okay, Queen Vashti, the Gentile bride, is removed. So she was a Gentile bride, and guess what? She was removed. Now look, the church is going to be removed prior to the Antichrist yes. being revealed. Yes, that's right. See that? Queen Vashti, a, 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 a Gentile, was removed by God. The same way, what's to come? The church is going to be removed prior to the Antichrist being revealed. Did you know that in Revelation, I believe it was the first few chapters, I can't, I can't remember the exact, but the, the first few chapters, you're going to see the word church in there. Mm -hmm. yes. But then after, after, I think it was chapter 5 or 4, the, yeah, the word church is not in there no more. Yeah. Because the church is not here no more. Yeah. During that time, we're not going to be here. Yes. I'm not going to be Amen. here. Yeah. Yes. See, because because we are the, the church. The church. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Not this building. Yeah. No. Not, not this building. building. Uh -uh. Building. Be here. No. No. And then and then look here. Look. Who replaces Queen Vashti? Esther, right? Israel is going to be restored and reconciled to her king. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Haman and the Malachite hated the Jews, right? The Antichrist, same way, hates the Jews. The Antichrist. And then Haman sought to annihilate the Jews. The Antichrist will also seek to annihilate the Jews. Yes, that's right. Hallelujah. Now look at this one. The fast ended on the third day which is the 16th day of Nisan Jesus Christ rose from the dead on the third day the 16th day of Nisan yes hallelujah amazing amazing the old testament and the new testament and what's to come it all comes together. The Bible is so, so amazing. You know, we just got to dig in there and get in there. Haman's evil plan does not succeed. The Lord will not allow the Antichrist to prevail, to succeed. He will not prevail. He will not prevail. He will not. Remember, I asked that question one time, is Satan in hell? You know, he's not in hell yet, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, because he's still in this world roaming around. Yep. But after the tribulation, after all of that, he's going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Mm 
locked up forever and ever and ever. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Mordecai was Esther's adopted father. Mordecai was Esther's adopted father. We have the spirit of adoption. Yes. And we cry, Abba, Father. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Mordecai was Esther's guide and counselor. Who's our guide and counselor? The Holy Spirit. Uh-huh, the Holy Spirit. Now, look, right here. Haman had how many sons? Ten. Ten. The Antichrist will rule over ten kings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mordecai refused to bow down to Haman. The Jews will refuse to bow down and worship the Antichrist. Haman and his sons are destroyed in the end. The Antichrist and his ten kings will be destroyed yes, in the right. end. Amen. The king has a banquet lasting seven days. The king, remember that? Remember he had a banquet from the beginning? Yes. Seven days. Look, our wedding banquet will be at the end of the seven-year tribulation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And then the Feast of Purim is instituted. Purim is a picture of the millennium. See, celebration. Celebration. Yes. Celebration. Yes. That day is coming. Yes. That day is coming. I cannot wait. Yes. You know, we, we, the signs are there. Yes. We see it. We see it. You see it. Yes. You hear about it. You know about it. Why should you be afraid? Mm -hmm. Why should you be scared? Amen. No, just rejoice. Yes. Just yes. praise God. Just yes. thank Him. Hallelujah. And then share, share. Yes. Let Amen. people know so that they will be saved, so that they can know Jesus, so that they will be, you know, go and, and, and when that time comes. Praise God, that day is coming. Yes. That day is coming. Hallelujah. You know, it could be tonight. Yes. It could be tomorrow. It could be this week. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. That day is coming. That day is coming. Yes. You know, there's a couple of um, upcoming, I want to talk about the, 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 uh, the rapture, the tribulation, and, um, you know, what, what, what we're seeing now today. What, 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 what's, what's taking place right now? You know, you hear about it on the, on the news. You, you see it, you hear it. And just like I said, Sharon shared this with me, and, and it, it just really drew a big picture when she said it was a, it's a spiritual um, thing that took place in Afghanistan when that plane was leaving, yes. and people were hanging on to it for their life because they wanted to be saved. And we all saw that, we experienced that. That day is coming when Jesus returns and people are gonna be crying, trying to get, but it's too late. Mm -hmm. It's too late. It's but they're gonna, they're, they're still have, they'll still have a chance yeah. during that tribulation. But that tribulation is, is, is it's gonna be worse. Yeah. 
you think wearing masks, COVID-19 is, 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 is hard, the tribulation is going to be even worse than that. And so the Antichrist is coming. So I believe that it's, it's paving the way. The, 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 it's paving the way. Things are opening up for the Antichrist to come. And let me just share this with you, okay? And we'll, we'll end with this. This, this was brought to me. And um, that they talk about the mark of the beast, right? And if you've read scripture, you know what the mark of the beast is. And this going to be during the, the, the tribulation. And where's the mark of the beast going to be at? Either on your forehead or on your, on your wrist. You know, and so now, I believe people, they're, they're training people to get ready to be comfortable because what are a lot of places doing now when you go into a business, they take your temperature where? On your forehead or on the wrist. And we, how do we look at it? We just look at it as normal, normal normal and when that day comes when Jesus returns and then those that are left behind they're going to have that choice to make to be marked on the on the wrist or on the forehead but they're going to be so comfortable with it they're going to think there's nothing wrong with it yeah. go ahead yeah. go ahead and they're coming up with little chips now did you know that they came up with a chip where you can go into a grocery store pick whatever you want put it in your carton and then walk out, mm -hmm. and they can track you. Yeah. And then they can just deduct the money from your account. Yeah. All by a little chip. Mm -hmm. Interesting. See, the signs, everything is there. Yeah. Everything is there. Everything is there. Yeah. So what does that mean? Jesus is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. He's coming very yeah. soon. Yeah. So let's be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be yeah. ready. Right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes, Praise you. God. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I thank you, Father, for tonight, Lord God, that we are here. Father, Lord, we just ask that you will just help us through the Holy Spirit to reveal to us your word, Father, Lord. Help us, Lord God, to that we will just grow more deeper into your word, Father God, that we will know the truth, Father, Lord, and that by the truth, Father, Lord, that we will be set free, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have given to us, Father, Lord, to help us, to guide us, to lead us, Father God, into all truth and into all understanding. Father, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for this Bible study, Father, Lord. We just thank you for your word that you have given to us, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, you tell us in your word to not be afraid, to fear not, because you are with us, Father, Lord. You tell us in your word, Father, Lord, that you will never leave us. You will never forsake us, Father, Lord. And, Father God, we are your children. You love us so much, Father, Lord, that you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross for each and every one of us. Father, Lord God. Father, Lord, we just give our life to you. We submit to you. We surrender to you, Lord God. And, Father, Lord, help us, Lord God, that we will be able to share the gospel, that we will be able to share your word with those that we come in contact with, Father, Lord. That they, too, Father, Lord, will be set free, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father, Lord. We put our trust in you, Father, Lord. You are all-powerful, Lord God. You are all-knowing, Lord God. 
Father Lord, and that you are in control of everything, no matter what we are looking at and what we are facing, Father Lord. Because in your word, in Romans 8.28, says that all things work together for good for those that love you, Father Lord. And we love you, Father Lord. Thank you, Thank you Heavenly Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So don't forget, Sunday, church, 10 o'clock. Afterwards, we're going to have a feast. We're going to play games. We're going to make five bread. Amen. Praise the Lord. Make the five bread? Okay. So bring your own burner to make your own fry bread. Okay. If you're going to do it. All right. All right. Okay. Good night. Good night. And bring some people with you. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs>